0: Well, hello. Hello. How are Hi, you,
1: everyone. Welcome back. It's so good to see you. Um,
0: and to hear you and
1: yes, um, welcome back, everyone. We were on a little bit of a break over uh, Christmas break, and we had um, we had an interruption in our regularly scheduled program. But we are back and better than ever, I might add, in 2021. Um, So we have a special guest today. Um, Ryan O'Leary is a student um, here at Marion Junior Senior High School.
0: Incredible scholar, incredible
1: scholar. We wanna welcome you, Ryan. (laughs) Hi, Hi, welcome. Hi. So so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So why don't you just start, why don't you talk about what you did over uh, the holiday break and what, what were some bright spots?
2: Uh, I didn't really do much, I could not really go anywhere. Uh, I had Zoom Christmas with my family. Okay. Yeah.
1: So different, right? Way different, yeah. Did you open presents? um, Yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, so that's what we did too. Um, And we sort of like, okay, so did you do like a social distance drop off to like grandparents or anything like that or?
2: Uh, Yeah, we did
1: yeah we did the same thing we we literally went it was freezing that day and we went to um yeah to my my mom's house and my husband's mother's house and we just you know brought door so Ryan's on the bus right now so he's getting he's getting yeah. off the of bus and heading home so how about you mr herland what were you what How was your holidays and what was that like? this year a little bit different
0: like everyone else yeah it was different um we we had to make my wife and I had to make the call like many others you know um having older parents and you know different comorbidities as they say I guess is the the term um we decided just to to do like what you guys did to have the zoom Christmas kind of an event and just forego meeting in person right Um, so it was that you know it was nice but weird but you know but at least we're able to somewhat see each other and talk and but the hope is that you know we get through this time and you know move forward so yes yep
1: great so um so we mr hurland found this article ryan and um we really wanted to highlight a student that um really takes a vested interest in their education. And, and we wanted you to read the article with us. Uh, we, we analyzed another article uh, over the course of, well, actually it was a-
0: Nine, Four weeks or five weeks?
1: Yeah, four or five weeks we did a series. So, so what we wanted to do is just highlight um, your perspective because obviously this is the first time that you've done school. And so the article that we read was in Utopia. It was published on January 2nd um, at 6.14 p.m. And Mr. Herlin will, will make sure that we link to the article so that you can read it at home. And it's called Rethinking Homework for This Year and Beyond. So just wondering, um, first of all, what is your perspective of this year? And then um, I thought we would just talk about the article if you're okay with that.
2: Uh, this year is way different than any other there's that Um, the teachers are we have to do zoom if we shut down that's always fun Um, yeah it's a different year
1: Um, are there any um what is making it especially hard or what are some silver linings I guess to it so you can pick whichever one you wanna start with discussing, I guess.
2: Um, What's making it hard is like, we can't work in like groups and whatnot. Yeah, We can't get close and a silver lining would be like, all the technology we have to make this possible with the school district helping out.
1: And do you you, um, like this? So how many students are in most of your classes?
2: uh typically only like 10 to 13 maybe not much
1: not much okay and um do you like that better or do you prefer the like just the energy of having like a full classroom
2: uh, i like a little bit of both it's um i like to focus so the smaller groups like help me focus more but then the energetic is always have every a lot of my friends in.
0: Classes and yeah, yeah. So it's definitely nice having those smaller classes, but at the same time, you know, yeah. to see everyone, yeah, for sure.
1: So, Mr. Herlin, did you want to
0: spearhead the the questionnaire or to talk to? I think um, I could sh- certainly start. We could share share that because you've d- you've done such a nice job already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah. So um, again, she what she starts out with is, um, you know, what aids student learning? And, um, you know, Mary Davenport writes, you know, now, quote, um, now when I think about the purpose and practice of homework, two key concepts guide me, depth, over breadth, and student well Um uh, t- And typically, why do teachers assign homework? You know, given some of the research, typically it's the, you know, for many reasons, but for, for the most part, it's something that has kind of always been done as traditional. Uh, it kind of makes students, you hope practice their skills and solidify their learning. It offers the opportunity for formative assessment and hopefully creating good study habits and discipline. And then, which is what we're facing too, is the issue of pace. So Ms. Lubridge, why do you assign homework? I'm just curious, is it, is it very similar to that?
3: I think it's different
1: now than it was prior to the closure before it was uh, it it, it's because you're going at a faster pace you want to make sure that as you're giving the instruction for me it's like a good check-in to make sure that they they understood the concept and now the home practice is is I'm using it differently as like as a as a supplement to like fill in any gaps that they might've suffered over the closure or um, it's an opportunity to, for them to spend more time on the work that I'm giving in class because we're, our time is cut short. So it's it's a, almost like a supplement of time at home.
0: They're trying to leverage the time that we're losing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan, what do you think about homework? Do you think it, it helps like, it's, I know I guess if you could compare what you thought about homework in general, and then in the like, how does it compare now versus the past when we had so to say normal school? Uh, I've seen that most teachers hand out about the same, almost a
2: little bit litter, smaller than the other years, smaller amounts of homework than the other years. I think it helps a little bit just to practice uh, your skills out of school, not just in, yeah.
1: And I feel like the transferable, so another thing that um, Mary Davenport, who is the author of the article wrote about is like, what skills is it helping so that you can transfer it into the real world? I think it's unrealistic to think that you're gonna go to college and you're not gonna have any work outside of the classroom. So I, I also think it's just a good skill to practice because when you're going to college and you're taking courses, it's, you're going to need to do that outside practice in order to get done with everything that you need to get done and, and have that struggling. I don't know, like sometimes like when a teacher gave me a really hard assignment, like that time of like struggling and trying to learn it or figure it out on my own, I think is good for developing problem solving skills. But what is it? What do you think about that?
2: um what was the question again
1: (laughs) so do you think that by teachers assigning homework do you think that that helps you to practice problem solving on your own and do you think that it helps you to cultivate you know i guess that grit that you're going to need when you're outside of like a college class, you're gonna to need to do it outside of class. So I guess it's a two-part, two-part question.
2: I do think it helps with uh, your problem. Yeah, I think it, it helps. It does help with your learning problem solving. I do think it helps.
0: Okay. Uh, do you feel like giving more flexibility this year with due dates and kind of slowing things down, has that helped? As opposed to just trying to rush through everything, uh, yeah, that has helped a lot, actually.
1: How are you? How are you doing personally and with uh, with school, the school mm-hmm. aspect of it?
2: I'm doing fine. There's a couple classes here and there that I have that I get work done a little bit later, but overall, I've been doing pretty fine. Other like more more like other years. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you had to make any Changes as far as the way you work or the way you do things, you know, in the hybrid model.
2: Yeah, I could work a little bit better at home. Could get rid of my distractions, like my phone. Put my phone away. If I worked a little bit better at home, I probably would be way better.
1: Okay, so the million-dollar question, Ryan. Why? Why do you think it takes kids longer in this hybrid or <laughs> worse remote model? Cause that's like the number one complaint amongst kids is like, it's just so hard in this model. But why, why do you think that is?
2: I think they're taking a little bit longer just because like someone, maybe someone's not home at, someone's not at home to like enforce them to keep doing it. Like the teacher or your parents aren't home or you're not in school with your teacher. So that's like a big part. Also like your phone, if you have a phone distractions, that's also why
0: Mm -hmm. and even even many adults i think experience sorry to interrupt you know even many many adults i think experience that even though like i during remote teaching i wouldn't mind working at home to teach even with that you know having to come to school to do it is does give you more focus you don't have the dogs barking necessarily and you know different things like that right so i get you know i get what you're saying i think brian you know
1: Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like they, um, she also talked about that, that there's a level of trauma, right? Because you've been the way that you typically did school has been fractured because of the closure and, and now the return to school. So she writes that there's a doubt, there's no doubt a level of trauma. It varies greatly. However, one, can't argue with the fact that homework typically means more screen time and when students are already spending most of their day on devices they their eyes just physically need a rest they don't it's not probably healthy for them to be sitting at their desk looking at a computer all the time they need physical activity they need time to just do whatever they want to do so what do you, what do you think about that
2: uh Yeah, I do think kids do need time to just get off their computers, relax, maybe go outside if it's nice, get some exercise, not just write at your computer all day long.
1: I found that over the closure. Did you feel like you were on the computer more like when our school was closed?
2: Uh, yeah, I did.
1: So what do you do for fun?
2: Um, I'll go outside if it's nice um i'm also in the musical this year so that's another fun thing to do
1: congratulations what's your part in the musical
2: Uh, i'm bill in the musical and
1: what does does bill do who's Um,
2: bill bill he is uh gets in trouble with his partner he's a gambler so (laughs) he likes to gamble
1: so how is, how is even doing um, the musical different in this model? So we'll, we'll probably have another episode, I would imagine about it, but what, how does like your extracurricular, how is that impacted?
2: Uh, that's in, well, they're way different. We have to wear our masks, our face shields. When we're singing, we have to be 12 feet apart with our mask and face shields on. We have to stay a good distance away if we're just speaking it's way different. Than, and smaller groups, we only have about probably 30, a little more than 30 in our musical this year, instead, like 60.
1: Right. Um. The final thing that she, oh, Mr. Holm, what did you want to ask, talk about?
0: Well, I think it, where, where you're going, I, you know, ultimately is, um, you know, having that, I think that this time, I think it, it benefits a lot of people just to have that time to unwind and relax and you know just try to ease your your stress levels and you know having homework be somewhat limited or be more flexible I think can help do that. Would, would you agree? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah and I I think I think what I'm I think what that's doing is allowing Um, I'm actually closer with students in a different way, I think, because of that, you know, like, because I'm, it's almost like you, sometimes you have to de-stress, like one time, you know, last week I came into the classroom and the class was just so quiet and they just seemed like they weren't hangry, you know, or, you know, like sometimes before lunch, a class can get hangry. This, this, like, it was like in the morning and there was just something. And I really just stopped what I was doing and had to figure out what was going on.
3: Yeah, you know? I'm
1: And kids were just exhausted because over the, over the week off of the holidays, they got out of their routine. They got out of their schedule. And on Wednesday, it just hit them all at once how tired they were, you know? And so it was just down to like, they're tired. They're trying to get caught up. And that kind of thing. So, um, so the, the finally, um, she writes that um, when students can trust me to take time their time seriously, when they trust me to listen and adjust accordingly, when they trust me to care from for them, they tr- they learn to trust more in general. Um, and and it, when it comes to building a beautiful world of learning, that we have to build that on trust. So. What, what, how do, what do teachers do that, or what can they do to build that trust?
2: Uh, They, to build their trust, uh, they could like give more time on their homework assignments, talk with us, um, get to know us, get to know their students,
0: yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's so true, it's all about relationships.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, we so appreciate you know you coming on with us today and hopefully we get a chance to chat with you some more later on
1: yeah will will you will you come back um for like a musical episode review bill i mean Ryan. Get we'll
3: get, get some people
1: to come with you so we just wanted to spotlight what you're doing um thank you for just your hard work and your yes your honesty with us because it 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 helps all of us um, so we just genuinely appreciate it.
2: You're welcome and thank you for having me. Right. Okay. Have
0: a good day.
1: Good day.
2: Bye.
0: Thanks for
1: breaking off the piece of the chalk. You gotta do this. Bye. Bye-bye. What are we doing today, Mr. Harlan?
0: Well, we have some uh, wonderful guests with us, some teachers and our fellow colleagues to discuss um rethinking homework for this year. And boy, what a year it's been. And so it'd be interesting to hear some of their perspectives on this article and some practical you know, steps and questions that we can do to help students and help ourselves for that matter too. So we have um, Marissa Reynolds. So hello, Marissa. If you want to just briefly explain, um, you know, what you do here at our school and we'll keep pressing the baton here.
3: Sure, my name is Marissa Reynolds. I am a business teacher here and I also am the work-based learning coordinator. So I set up students with internships and um, things like that in a normal year.
0: Awesome, Daisy.
4: Hi, I'm Daisy Fantuzzi. I teach grades 8th and 10th English, and I am also the wellness coordinator and the yearbook advisor here at
0: Marion. And Ms. Muster.
5: Hi, I'm Amanda Muster, and I am our health teacher here at Marion. I am also a wellness coordinator with Daisy.
1: Nice. Well, welcome, everyone. So we, over the past... um before we hop in to rethinking homework um, since we've had to rethink everything pretty much in education this year. What would, would you guys, how was your, how was your holiday? Like what, what did you do? Um, what did you enjoy? Maybe just a bright spot or
3: what was good about it? Um, I, I actually loved just staying home this year and I, um, not having to run around, I guess. It was a bummer to not see a lot of our family, but with our kids being so young, it was nice to just kind of be at the house with them. So just hang out with everybody. Yep. Yep. I agree. It was just nice to be able to
5: be home, relax, spend some quality time with my kids and my husband, and just rejuvenate for this year.
0: Absolutely. All that we need all that, I'll tell you.
5: Yeah, we do.
0: How about you, Ms. Fantuzzi?
4: Mine was just the same, quiet. Um, my t- football team played, and I can't remember if we won or lost, but anyways, that was fun to watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I know, the football has been great. This past weekend was pretty, uh, the Bills had a nail-biter, which was really fun yeah. to watch this weekend. Um, so for, for me, I, I went, um, I did a you know, socially distanced and masked. I went to see my mom because um, she lives about four miles away. And so um, it was freezing outside. And so we just went over and kind of from the front lawn exchanged gifts. And then my one son lives in Baltimore and the other son from Brooklyn came. And so we did like a zoom, you know, Christmas morning and opened up presents that way. So that was, that was very different. How about you, Mr. Holland?
0: very similar to a lot of you. It was, uh, we made a decision, my wife and I to, as much as we wanted to really meet with our family, like like normal tradition, we, my, you know, my parents are in their seventies and, you know, it's just, we just felt like I couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, just I didn't want to put them at risk and, you know, working, as you all know, working at a school, we're kind of in the Petri dish as well. And, you know, so we decided just to kind of do the zoom thing, you know, and talk over that. And, you know, open presents, drop, we kind of did a drive-by drop-off and then <laughs> opened them up later on. But it was nice to, you know, to kind of just be very simple this year, like many of you were saying. And, but, you know, cause we've done cruises the last two years and, you know, kind of destination holidays. And so, you know, it was nice to kind of slow things down a little bit.
1: I want to get on that schedule for, that sounds wonderful.
0: Oh, it was, they, they definitely are, but you wouldn't catch me literally dead on a cruise then right now i'll tell you no. so what so, about this wonderful article miss Lewis? you want to kind of give some background quicker
1: i do um so so we were we've been thinking rethinking a lot about homework um and we we were looking at edtopia and we were thinking about um mary davenport wrote this article for edutopia and we'll, we'll link it in the in the notes, uh, rethinking homework for this year and beyond. And it was just a school-wide effort to reduce homework. And it has led to a renewed focus
3: um,
1: that all work assigned, r- make sure that it really aids student learning. And so she kind of defined that uh, for us. And so I, I just pulled out a quote she asked the question, What does aid student learning, especially at a time like that? She says, Now, when I think about the purpose and the practice of homework, two key concepts guide me depth over breath and student well being. And so she asked some teachers, You know, why do you assign homework? And they said, It's tradition. You know, it makes it, it allows kids to practice their skills, it helps solidify their learning, it offers an opportunity to make sure that they understood the lesson and it also creates good habits and discipline. So I think we'll just start there. So why why do you how why do you assign homework and how is it changed?
0: So man, let's start with this muster. So, so Oh.
5: Here. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So um homework has definitely changed in health class. I typically do not assign a great quantity of homework. I'm hoping that it's more quality based, but now I only see my students every four days. Typically, I would see them every two day or every other day. So now that I'm only seeing them every four days, I have to be able to provide them with material to learn outside of the classroom.
0: Wow, so, wait a second. So you're so you're not even on our terrible schedule.
5: No, I'm every four days. I see the kids. Oh yes.
0: man. Okay, sorry. Definitely a
5: lot different. So I um, have been really trying to hone in on the most important units that I teach, um, the anchor standards. And then now, at, once I'm done with the lesson for the day, um, and especially in health class, we do a lot of group work and a lot of participation, Participation, um, and it, it's kind of a struggle to do that. So I've been trying to find other educational ways to make it more, um, what's the word, guys, like collaborative? Um, Collaborative. Thank you. To make it more collaborative, by using paired decks, um, which I think can help, and other modes of interaction. Um, but I have now started assigning home learning. I think that's kind of the key lingo that we've been hearing about. I guess homework is now really home learning. Would you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. Learning. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like once the kids leave school, I don't know about
1: you guys. It's it's like oh, my day is done. Right. And then, and I. I I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. I see him every other day. I can't imagine seeing him every four days. Are you in a similar situation, Marissa?
3: Um, not yet. Next semester, I will be seeing um, senior sem every four days, so that's going oh, to be wow. rough. I'm going to have to pick um, Amanda's brain about that. But um, no, right now I'm in the every other day schedule, which I agree is is rough as it is, and it's really really difficult for me to get students to do much at home. Um, some, some students are fine about it, but I'd say it's about, I mean, less than 50%, maybe. Yeah,
0: and in our student portion of the podcast when we were interviewing them, that's one of the things that came up is the distractions at home.
5: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking care of other people right. um, is probably one of them. So I mean, for my home learning assignments, I've been really trying to make it choice-based, providing different opportunities for them nice. to learn in different modes as long as they're still all meeting the same standard um making them not really i mean i don't really believe in assigning a lot of work you don't necessarily have to assign a lot of work to get across um you know the standards that you want so my goal is to really kind of hone in on what the most important things are providing them with enough modes to be able to assess their learning like doing a lot of quizzes and cahoots to assess their learning um, but also providing them some choice within their home learning and i really preface that every day like okay i'm not going to see you for four days so your home learning assignment is like a it's like a asynchronous class you need to make sure that you're participating in that asynchronously
0: very nice thank you for that Uh, how about you miss fantasy
5: um,
4: I agree. I think that um, this year, we've had to really look at how we assign homework. And for me, I think it's a lot more that I give work that is not done in class more than new work for them to do at home. I just feel like, um, I'm always ready to, for the kids who do do the work that I ask them to do, I'm always ready to keep moving on, but I also have changed my thinking into knowing that because of those home constraints, a lot of kids are just not have the time or the motivation to do it. So I have to allow them in class to continue doing that work Mm -hmm. while also moving the class forward. Um, so I try to make sure that the assignments are very small, or it's just something that um, they
0: didn't finish in class. Yep. Sounds very familiar to mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah me
1: too. Um, yeah, usually, and usually to be, you know, fully transparent, a lot of times it's just a supplement of time. Uh, right. You know, it's just that my, my thinking is that it's a continuation of what time we're missing at school. Right. Yeah. So this different approach, it's talking about, she said, um, Mary Davenport said, since classes have gone online, the school where I teach has made a conscious effort in teaching the community to reduce, refine, and distill our curriculum. Um, We've applied guiding questions like what is important, what's the most transferable, and what is the most relevant? So I got caught up on transferable. And it's like the only real justification now is like how am I going to teach how how do I teach them to do work outside of class because when they go to college I mean it's just the reality or go to the work world the reality is you have to do stuff outside of your time in your career or in school or whatever so the basic skill is just teaching them how to how to have that motivation to to finish their work
3: so what
1: what what do you think guides your effort, I guess, in terms of assigning homework? <laughs> well,
4: I think um, one of the things that hopefully comes in to play as our children grow and mature is their maturity levels as well.
5: Yeah
4: um, you know that's that's a big thing that we I think don't take a look at in terms of, what they can do or what they're able to do as 12 to what 18 years old you know so i think that that's a big factor that needs to be looked at as well where as they grow and mature you're hoping that those skills just become second nature that they know that they still have stuff to do because i often say in my classroom you know I don't get to not do things for Mr. Dean if he asks me to do them. You know what I mean? And it's like, I have a timeline set from him to do things for him. So that's why deadlines are important. You know what I mean?
0: Or even at college too, you know, you know, it's, you don't decide to show up. Well, at least at Brockport where I went, you know, you missed three classes, you fail. Right. Right.
3: You're right. That's a good, that's a good point. And I always point out that if you fail, you still pay the school the same amount. <laughs> <as> go. <laughs> yes. yes.
5: Another good reason to take classes in school, high school, college courses.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> right. So what do you think is the most important, um, you know, what, what, Right now in it this goes, in our current good. model, what is the most important in terms of homework?
3: I've been finding it helpful to kind of give them new content, whether it's, you know, a video or text or slides to read, right? So similar to kind of college style, you know, read this on your own. Then I give them a, a quick Google form as homework where they maybe have to answer like one or two concept questions to kind of see like, are they getting it? And then, you know, what's a question that you want me to address in class next time? And I've found mm-hmm. that that's a great way to kind of like I don't want to say breeze through but kind of like skip ahead for the students that do understand things on their own then they can get working on the actual problems in class um and if everybody's getting it then you can just kind of save that time I guess but it's not it's not requiring them to do like hours worth of homework for that one class it's pretty brief like a little pre-assessment I love that that's a great idea that is a really great Great idea.
5: idea yeah I like that
1: Definitely. How about you, Amanda? What, in your mind, what's the most important right now?
5: Out of everything, homework <laughs> um, or homework based? I guess for homework for me is really just making sure that I'm assigning material that the kids are interested in learning. Like being able to provide them, as I said before, multiple modes of hitting the same standard. Because I find that I have kids. I would say if I post an article or post a video and it gets to the same standard, I have 50-50. 50 50 kids watch the video, 50% watch, read the article. So being able to provide them with different opportunities is the most essential thing, I think, and so that they can all come to the same concepts and ideas and get down the same information.
1: Yeah, that's nice. And probably the discussion is more interesting, I would imagine, for you because you're getting two different, you know, modes of media and perspectives
0: on that same idea, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So as far as, um, you know, to keep things moving along, um, what sort of alterations have you have to make all of you in this, as far as the hybrid model that we're in? Um, what would you say are some of your major alterations, not only maybe with homework, but in general with your teaching style and pedagogy? Oh,
5: man. Totally <laughs> slim. Sorry. Um Thank you. Yeah. Um, I can totally, I've, I've had to really slim down my my group interactions and group participation. That's been, I think, the biggest change in my classroom and trying to do it in a virtual way. Hmm.
0: So true. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. How about you?
3: I'd have to say a positive, I think, of this is that I have, like, similar to what Amanda said, I've looked at my curriculum that maybe was starting to fall stagnant maybe. And I've been able to trim out things that maybe aren't necessary anymore. And and next year, hopefully when we're back in full session, I can plug in things that are more relevant. So, I mean, I think it's caused me, it's forced me to kind of revitalize my curriculum in a way and and trim out fluff, you know, things that maybe weren't as necessary. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I, I would say that too. I've reinvented the wheel. I mean, I feel like in English we're all, we're always sort of doing that just to keep it fresh. But um, this year, I definitely have done that as well. Um, just because I, when they're here, I mean, I want I want them to be interested in it. Because when they go home, if they don't have that interaction at home, you know, and they're just relying on their phone or Netflix to entertain them, like I, I don't know. I just I feel.
0: You got to figure out a way to make it relevant. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's it. Yeah, exactly.
4: Daisy, how about you? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, the only thing with that is like taking out some of the fun stuff has been hard. Yes. You know, yeah. and really, really digging deep into that kind of stuff has been really difficult too, because there's a lot of fun projects and fun things that I just didn't have the time for. Um, so hopefully, like Marissa said, you know, we can bring those things back. But yeah, I've I've done the same thing, cutting through everything and getting to the nitty gritty. So,
0: here, so here's a, a question that I can never seem to figure out. So hopefully you can help me. Even though we are all coming to the what's most important, the nitty gritty, you know, slimming things down, you want to put it. Why does it take so long to do it? then the get through stuff i don't know maybe it's just me but it seems like even though we're trying to get to the main thing it still feels like it's taking me forever to get anything done
4: well that's the schedule
0: schedule Mm -hmm. can you speak more about that
4: well it takes us two days to get through two, one day this is yeah. you know we get through two days of a cycle pretty much and amanda's got it even worse than we yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> and i and i think some of that stuff that we're doing is the hard stuff
3: right as well
0: good point um, yeah good point yeah.
4: you know go ahead marissa you, you were gonna say something
3: no i was going to say the same thing that it was just the time i mean just seeing students so spread out and if you have a holiday off or something like that. And you don't see that group for, for a long time. I feel like they, like we talked about before, they kind of turn off when they get home. So even though we'd like for them to be doing stuff at home to continue their learning, most of them aren't. So I think that's why it's taking so long.
0: Yeah. Because originally it was like, kind of seemed awesome. Like in the, in the sort of the way they, the way things were sketched out, like you'd be able to use that day and really do some cool work during that time right. that they're supposed to be still at school outside of school, you know, and I think one how,
5: thing we've learned, Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, you know,
0: I was just saying like, it, it really seemed cool. Kind of like, Oh, you know, you could give them things to do right. and they would, you come back and wow, I'd actually might be ahead, you know, but.
3: <laughs> In theory what? it's great. But. Yeah.
5: Wonk, wonk.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Amanda, <laughs> what were you saying?
5: I, I mean, I guess anything that we've learned from this pandemic and home learning is that you know school is vital we need you know um kids need to be here you know once everything is said and done we know that kids need to be in school it's so essential agreed to everyone's sanity <laughs> yes
0: and speaking of sanity miss Lubert, you want to talk about our next
1: uh yeah so there's we keep talking we keep hearing about this pandemic as a trauma because it's fractured all of our schemas about how education is you know supposed to be done because it it has it's fractured um the way that we have thought about that and so she um Mary Davenport wrote there's no doubt that the level of trauma varies greatly however one can argue with the fact that that homework typically means more screen time when students are already spending most of their day on their devices they need to rest their eyes. They need not to be sitting at their desk. They need physical activity. They need time to do nothing at all. So what do you think about that? And why do you think the time to do nothing at all is also um, equally valuable? Um,
4: I'll talk about this because um, since I have a ninth grader who gets 12 to 15 assignments a week, um, his assignments are pushed out on Fridays, and they're usually d- starting to be due on Tuesday, Wednesdays. Um, and somebody told me a long time ago that I would understand being a teacher once I was a parent, and it has never become more relevant than it has in the past two years. Um, I, I really, really, really think we as teachers need to um, evaluate the type of work, as we were talking about earlier, but the amount of work that we give to our kids, because um, my son spends hours and hours and hours, not only in front of a screen for his academics, but also his fun time, because that's his social time now. You know, so it's like, I, I, I juggle, I mean, education is first, obviously in my house, but I juggle with that because he doesn't get to see his friends except talking to them. He doesn't even see them, he talks to them online. So, yeah. you know, when he's spending six hours in front of his computer to do his schoolwork and then another three or four.
0: What's the you know? system, what's the system where he goes, Daisy? Is it a-
4: um, In Victor, a we go, yeah, we go, he goes physically to school Thursdays and Fridays. And then he, he literally does home learning Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. He doesn't oh. even do Zoom. Wow. So he's really on his own.
0: Yeah, I guess Um, so.
4: So you know, but I I I think that's important. You know, it's not it's not only, you know, having a math assignment, a science assignment, an English assignment. It's having three math assignments, three English assignments, and you know, two health assignments, four social studies assignments all within a week.
0: You know, a lot of times teachers see, hey, it's just my little assignment. Right. (laughs) <laughs> exactly.
1: but the collective is just mm-hmm. it's, it's almost too much and that that leads me to the last sort of bit and if you and, and then we'll just open it up with whatever you wanted to talk about um it related to the article i probably should have started there um but like at the end of the article it's getting at that relationship piece between teacher and student and so like the last line you know know, we always like to end with the heart I guess in a way um it says eliminating and reducing homework is is a social and emotional intervention when students trust me to take their time more seriously when they can trust me to listen to them and adjust accordingly when they trust me to care for them they trust more in general and what a wonderful world of learning can be built on trust so Um, I just want to hear what you guys what you think about that and and how that's maybe playing out for you with your students and um and that kind of thing. Well, for me, I
3: want
4: kids to be advocates for themselves. Um, You know, everybody learns differently so as teachers, I think that we know who can handle it, who can handle the load and who need, you know, who can go keep going forward or who's struggling or who's not doing it, just not to do it. Um, so I like kids to be advocate advocate for themselves to say, Hey, I need more time to do this assignment. Um, and also for us to do that and say, you know, you're going to have time in class to do this tomorrow. So don't stress yourself out or you know, if you're really struggling, you have to come see me and talk to me about it um, because I really need this done. Um, so th- that's kind of what I do in my classroom. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I well, think I do this. Yeah, yeah similar to
0: that. Ms. Reynolds? Yeah,
3: same. I mean, I really just think it back to that building trust piece that Deb was talking about is like, if students trust that you're not assigning them just busy work or for the sake of giving them homework, they start to see that. They understand that. I I hear students complain about other classes and things. And, you know, you have to take that with a grain of salt, but sometimes, you know, it's just busy work and Daisy, I'm sure you can, you know, speak to that with your, with your own kids. Um, So just really making sure that it's brief, but to the point, then they'll usually respect the work a little bit more, I feel like.
0: And as um as one of our former superintendents said all the time, it's all about relationships
3: uh-huh.
0: and you know she was you know she was definitely right in that you know um when at the end of the day what no matter we're we're social beings and that's why you know I think this this whole trauma we're all living through with covid is is so hard because we want to be out there socializing we want to be getting together we want to be you know shaking hands or hugging or whatever you know and and so I think you know that, that it's so important more than ever that the limited time we do have with students in person that we do our best to develop those relationships you know it should be job number one because like I said if you if you have a connection with someone even a little bit it's it's a lot harder to not maybe do what you you know to not disengage I guess is what I'm trying to say right yeah that's
5: yeah, that's funny they that say that, Mike. I feel like I just had a conversation about that with our principal the other day. Um, I mean, we went. Off, my class towards the end of the class, we just kind of went off on a tangent about stink bugs, because we have stink bugs all over our building. Or I think it's because there's a lot of crops out here, uh, <laughs> and so we were talking about stink bugs. And the kids at the end of the period were like, "That was so much fun to just kind of relax and have a conversation." And talk, and it's about even if it's about just finding finding that balance of you feel? Know, work work and play, work and relationships.
3: Yeah.
5: How do I feel about stink bugs? Don't <laughs> <laughs> so imagine how I feel about stink bugs. They are they are mortifying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Your conversation like came them. into my classroom.
5: Oh, did it? Oh, good. See, they had fun. Like they, they were great. Hmm. They don't, they don't come over to my room, so I don't know. what's happening. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well,
5: maybe they will because I'll be teaching seventh grade in this spring. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Well, well wanna um, thank you all for thank coming. Thank you
1: so much for everything that you're doing. I mean, you're all parents. You're all educators. You're all like fierce leaders in our district. And and I'm just, uh, I know that Mike and I are just just so blessed and grateful to be amongst colleagues like and friends like you because it's um you know what we're doing is important stuff and I'm just so grateful for each and every one of your hearts and and how you uh express that at our school our kids are really lucky to have each and every one of you
0: so thank you very much.
1: ditto
3: well. thank you <laughs>
0: okay, Bye. Good Goodbye,
3: Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. For quality purposes.
0: Yes. Well. Oh, thank you.